2: What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Mikey McNuggets, Anthony here. We're at the two-minute warning of the Browns-Steelers game. It is currently tied at 10 apiece. The Browns have the football and are hoping to drive down for some sort of heroic last-second win up to this point, Anthony. The second half has been an absolute catastrophe offensively for the Browns. DTR, Stefanski, there have been drops all over the place. They were up 10-0 at the half. Pittsburgh has outscored them 10 0 in the second half thus far. It it's been ugly. Like I don't know how else All to say right. it besides, it's been it's been ugly.
1: Yeah, no, agreed. I I think DTR played about as well as we could have asked him to. There's definitely some passes he needed to make, but the drops have been killing me. I, I don't think I've yelled at my TV more than I yelled at it today.
2: Yeah, listen, Njoku had a couple drops. Moores had a drop. The interception went off Cooper's hands. It wasn't a great throw by any means, but We've seen Amari Cooper make some unbelievable catches. That one bounces off his hands, turns into an interception. Uh, Jerome Ford's had some drops. DTR, I think, has done what he's been asked to do, which has been nothing. And I think that falls on Stefanski's shoulders. And we're going to continue to see how this game ends here. And then we'll kind of dissect things. But I can't remember more than one or two throws all game where DTRs let it rip. More than 10 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. Everything seems to be dink and dunk. And I saw a tweet, and let me pull it up here real quick, from Jake Burns. who Jake Burns, super smart dude, by the way. If you guys don't follow Jake Burns, we highly recommend it. Uh, He said the average depth of pass for DTR so far in today's game was 3.3 yards. (laughs) The average depth of target for quarterbacks in the NFL this season through 11 weeks is 6.4. So they're at half half of where they need to be and the one thing and i never thought i'd say this in a million years i never thought i'd say this in a million years the browns need joe flacco here like right now not tomorrow not tuesday not wednesday joe flacco needs to be on a private jet coming to cleveland to play in this last two minute drive here because at least it gives you some semblance of i'm not terrified to let him throw the ball downfield if that makes any sense
1: no i i agree and Clearly, like after halftime, Pittsburgh was like, "Fine, you don't want to throw it that far. We're not gonna let you dink and dunk us." Like they've shut down everything. Another and drop. Like... And sorry to cut you off, no, but Joku
2: on that third and seven pass, it actually was a pretty damn good throw from DTR. A really nice route concept drawn up there by Stefanski, but right through in Joku's hands, and it looked like he would have had the first down had he been able to hang on to it. And Joku, who we've given credit for a ton of credit the last couple of weeks, and he's earned every ounce of it. But he has definitely not had his best game today by any means. Here is Corey Bjork has said getting ready to punt here against Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's hey, and one of my stats this week was Pittsburgh makes no sense. Kenny Pickett I, makes no sense. They are terrible in the first half, and somehow they find a way to make things happen in the second half. Nice return there from the Pittsburgh return. It's Tom It's Tom,
1: man. 30. Tomlin made the correct adjustments to counter what Kevin Stefanski was doing. And I mean, I think our defense is just getting gassed because Warren's run all over us in the third quarter. Best player on the field. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was like you couldn't stop him. He rolled over everybody. So I think this is, comes down to Kevin getting out coached, if I'm being honest. To, oh, today. Yeah, today, Stefanski like,
2: has, uh, I thought he called a brilliant first half and he's done a terrible job in the second half. He has he nothing never adjusted. When you, when you have guys dropping passes left and right, it's hard to say, well, that was a bad like, – Like a coach isn't telling a guy to drop the pass, but True. regardless. Also, here's a stat you all need to know. As Kenny Pickett fires a pass, to Pickens incomplete. Kenny Pickett in 22 career games has seven fourth quarter come from behind game-winning drives. That's a third of his games. This could be his eighth in 23 games, which would be a new NFL record for fewest games to eight career fourth-quarter drives uh it's second and 10 here with a minute 38 they're on their own 30 they still have to drive down against this browns defense which is a much easier task than it is actually done or much easier said than done task but kenny pickett has been and i hear the stadium erupting i don't know what happened pickett uh, you're, you're up, ahead of me so incomplete uh that was like a potentially intentional grounding but it'll be third and 10 it is cool i can hear so as you guys know i live downtown i can hear the stadium. Um and I believe they're going to throw intentional grass. I see Emerson on the Jumbotron going crazy right now. And I'm trying to figure out because the Jumbotron's 10, 15 seconds ahead of my TV. Oh, and they get to the stop. I don't even know what the third down play is. I mean, it's going to go somewhere to Emerson because I see Emerson on the Jumbotron jumping up and down.
1: What are you seeing on your TV right now? Because I'm at 132.
2: 132. Pickett just snapped the ball. Uh, looking to throw. I know he's not going to get it. Overthrows Pickens or Deontay Johnson. Martin Emerson was in great coverage. Incomplete pass. The Browns are going to get the ball back with a minute 20-ish. Should be halfway decent field position and a chance for DTR to do the unthinkable. I saw a stat, by the way, that with seven minutes to go, and actually I could do a little mental math for you guys right here. The Browns in the second half of 34 offensive yards, 34 total offensive Mm -hmm. yards. Mm -hmm. That's it, 34. (laughs) Like you're not going to win many games in the NFL if you have 34 yards. Here comes the punt. This is ninth punt of the game. Prochet catches it cleanly. Nice little return to the 35. Hopkins at home this season has made a 58-yard field goal, if I remember, at least a 57.
1: I think 57 was where it was. 57,
2: which means they have to get to about the 40. Which is give or take 25, 30 yards. Um and I hear the stadium yelling again. I should just start watching the jumbotron. I was gonna
1: say the you the, the jumbotron's way ahead of live, then ahead of me, and then you have me who's two plays behind yeah. you.
2: The the issue is when they're showing the plays. Oh, they're past the fifty. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I can see they're past the fifty yard line. I have
1: total faith in
2: Hopkins. Something's too. gonna happen here. Uh well, let's watch what the TV says here. I know, I know this is a good play. I heard the I heard the stadium react. DTR drops back, good protection, and he finds – is that Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore with a big catch to the 50-yard line. That's a nice throw and nice catch there from Elijah Moore and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Robinson, as the clock continues to run, let's see what happens next. The Jumbotron showing some sort of replay.
1: Yep, and I'm working to get G. Bush in here right now, guys.
2: Kareem Hunt with the catch to the 45. They're about – according to the CBS broadcast, the Browns are – Five yards away from the target line for Dustin Hopkins. Now, obviously, you want to get way closer than the target line, but they are about five yards away from his season long here in Cleveland Browns Stadium. And who is Cooper? Cooper's going to catch a slant here. Yep, it's Cooper's going to catch a slant here on second and five, according to the Jumbotron um, and the crowd reaction. And so if you're watching this, Cooper – is one up in the on um, to DTR's right in the slot working on Joey Porter Jr. hits a little in and out slant. There it is. There's the first down down to the 35-yard line. DTR after being essentially a zombie for the first 29 minutes of the second half, yep. has come back and has looked very composed under pressure here. That helping the grounds. So, you know, there he field. is. What up G Bush? You know,
3: what up what up what up we got this listen what dtr is it was sleepwalking for the most part of this game and now he's just throwing the football
2: yeah and it's it, yeah All right. and there's the showing a picture of dustin hopkins warming up gee i'm watching the jumbotron the jumbotron's a minute and a half ahead of the tv broadcast so i'm not sure where you are on tv 48 seconds yes so you're with me i'm watching the jumbotron here uh, they're showing a picture of Swagger the Dog asking everyone to be quiet in the stadium right now in the Jumbotron. Wow. And I, I wish my eyesight was even better. I think yeah, they I'm, Kareem Hunt's going to get a carry up the middle or a screen pass, but this pass, this play's going to go to Kareem Hunt here. Oh, I'm, I'm two plays behind. There's Njoku to the 27. Another yeah, yeah. Dart, another dart from DTR. They're going to run the ball with Kareem Hunt. Wow. I
3: That's cannot believe throw.
2: this. That's a hell of a throw from DTR. And this is going to come down to another Justin Hopkins field goal attempt, guys, barring something crazy. But Kareem Hunt up the middle here for a few yards on the draw play. Hunt cuts it back inside to the 23-yard line. Cam Hayward, who's had a really good game, <sighs> uh, takes him down with 19 <laughs> seconds to play. And, gee, the cardiac kids wow. have not made – This is, what, seven, eight games in a row now where we've had some sort of to- absolute chaos down the stretch
3: this is crazy McNuggets because like, like, this is the, we, we felt like going two minute warning was the deal. But I mean, now it's down to, you know, DTR has methodically thrown the ball down the field. And and I don't know where this was the first three quarters. It just goes to show you this team. Um, <laughs> hey, this team has something, something
2: to do. I, I don't know if it's Stefanski had no choice, but this whole last two minute drive, He's taken the training wheels off DTR.
3: Yeah. And yeah. he's
2: let DTR kind of showcase what he has best, his best asset, which is that fire cannon right arm of his. And I was telling Anthony before you hopped on, maybe they just weren't confident in his ability to read the defense earlier. And that's why they were asking him to just throw the ball, essentially check it down, dump it down behind the line of scrimmage, one quick read and go. But this fourth – this fourth quarter last two minutes here. DTR's made three or four of his best throws of the game. I would argue he's made three a, throws on this drive. Now, the Browns the don't out. have
3: timeouts here, right? No. Uh,
1: the Browns have out. no timeouts left. left.
2: And it's chaos. Uh, potential fall. Ooh, so if there's a flag, that's a 10-second runoff automatically because they don't have any timeouts left once the clock starts running. So it won't be it won't be a false start. It won't be a 10 second runoff here, G. If this is false start, it'll be a 10 second runoff when the clock starts running. So they're still safe here if it is a. Oh, it's offsides on the Steelers. Doesn't matter. Offsides on the Steelers. Neutral zone encroachment infraction, excuse me. Um I don't have the They call it delay of game. So they must have made a late substitution there. Did Pittsburgh wow. that moves the Browns to the 19 yard line. And Kareem Hunt, I see on the jumbotron of the stadium, is jogging off the field. They're one play ahead. And Swagger the Ghost with his, shh, please, is back on the jumbotron. There's Kareem Hunt up the middle. And he's going to be uh, right around the line of the first down line. So they're going to line right, up. Dustin Hopkins, should I tell you, should I go off the jumbotron, G, or should I let this play out live on TV? Let it play out. All right. I'm, I'm not even going to look at the jumbotron. I'm not even – well, I'm going to look. I just won't react.
1: You said this last week too, Mike, I know and it didn't uh, work out. No, no like go Pittsburgh ahead and just react. Call the time go re- yeah,
2: go ahead and react in the moment, man. Pittsburgh just called a timeout. Okay. and the kicker. They're, they're showing an ISO of Dustin Hopkins on the jumbo channel right now. He, my, my, my,
3: my, wife, my wife is at the corner praying right now. She's <laughs> literally praying. Literally. Like, what are you saying? I can't understand her sometimes.
2: <laughs> and here we go. Oh man. Here we go. <laughs> I hear Rosie. <laughs> it's a 34 yard attempt for oh Dustin Hopkins. Pittsburgh oh iced him. Hopkins' make earlier was 28 yards, G, if I remember correctly.
3: Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, listen. Mike I, Tomlin got the aviators on. Get him out of here.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to react. I'm going I'm to let you react to the TV. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here, stone silent, stone cold, make or miss, just so you I, know.
1: I haven't even gotten to the Pittsburgh timeout yet. So. I'm along for the ride with you guys. I should open my windows.
3: Five seconds.
2: Not saying nothing. I, I know the outcome G I'm not saying nothing.
3: What the one Hawkins five seconds. We've already named the airport after this man. Let's get it going. I'm not looking at the chat. We right in the middle of the field. This is for seven and three and all the marbles, and this is for Cleveland Browns fans all around oh, the nation. At. Snap. Snap. Hold up. Good.
1: Right in the middle.
3: Take
2: your yes. asses home,
1: Dub Boom. City.
2: Dub City. There's two seconds left and a flag on the ground, but. I'm going to give you a little heads up, G. Uh, from what I can see on the Jumbotron from Brown Stadium, Kareem Hunt is jumping uh, up and down celebrating. And Paige, the field goal is good. The get field goal up out good. of Dodge. Let's go.
3: Cleveland Browns go to 7-3, and three, and you get up out of our stadium right now. Listen, it's all about winning ugly. These Cleveland Browns, once again, let's go. Let's
2: go. Hey. It was – yeah, ugly is probably the right way to put it. There's still two seconds left, so I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here yet, G. It would be an improbable defeat if the Cleveland Browns do not close out these final two seconds. But how about DTR, dude? After what was – I mean, I said, I said literally on this program a second ago, Joe Flacco is going to be here Monday. He'll be the starting quarterback mm-hmm. by Tuesday. Uh, we might have to come we have to come back to uh, that discussion, I don't know if this is the confidence boost DTR needed. I don't know if this confidence boost Stefanski needed in DTR to allow him to showcase his skill set. But the, for the majority of that second half, that was utterly disgusting offensively from the Browns. But in the final two minutes, when it mattered most, DTR came through in a clutch. Hey, listen.
3: Listen, there's a couple seconds left, but I'm going to tell you what, man. Um... You know, it, it it wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking pricey. It wasn't looking like we was gonna do something. But this is is this what happens when you got something bigger? This is what the Kool Aid Mafia is about. It's about believing when you don't have no 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 evidence of something, right? A lot of people said we was done. I turned to every single radio station and every single post, blog, and everything, and Game people over, had us losing. win. Done. Bye
2: bye, Pittsburgh. Peace, Get up out of loses. here get your ass home uh you made it close right. You made it fun peace out take your ass home you got the playoffs you're six and four and more importantly <laughs> you still can Kenny pick it as your quarterback and you got no chance but that play uh is going to get broken up here the browns win the fireworks are going off above cleveland brown stadium and the browns have advanced to seven and three for the first time since 2020 wow. and just for the third time since 1999
3: hey man listen they counted us out all, all year, fellas. Everybody, they counted us out. They said we was dead. They said we was done for. I, ch- I turned on every blog. I turned on every message board. I was on Twitter. I was everywhere. And guess what? They said, oh, the Cleveland Browns ain't talking about nothing. The Cleveland Browns is done. I watched the Ravens versus the Bengals, and they spent more time talking about why the Pittsburgh Steelers were still in the mix than they gave us chance. We are 7-3 for the first time since 1999 and for all y'all yes that don't understand how big that is we done done it with quarterbacks that's been injured rookies and guys off the practice squad hey nobody say that and shout out to d t aura that's what i'm talking about you didn't show much the first few you you had a lot of drops you know what you showed composure Yes, you saw that picture yes. of David and Joku embracing them. He showed composure. Boom, 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 boom down the field. Field goal, seven and three. Cleveland Browns is rolling, and the Kool Aid is pouring for the top
2: of Mount Vesuvius. I think they went seven and three in twenty twenty, didn't they, G? Uh, I, no, I no, think, no. You, they have not sure? been seven. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure
3: they have not been seven and three since, since ninety nine. I'm,
2: a, I, I feel like they were. Hold on, I'm look this up real quick. Yeah, they were they, they were they were nine and three in uh nine and three in 2020.
3: They, so that was nine and three?
2: Yeah, they seven but, and three. They beat Philadelphia to go to seven and three. They beat Jacksonville to go to eight and three, they beat Tennessee to go to nine and three, then lost to Baltimore in that crazy 47-42 Monday night football game. But I'll either way, you. either way, listen, 7-3, 7-3. It don't matter if it's the first time, the second time, the third time, or the tenth time. If you're seven and three, you're seven and three. The record matters, and this game. Uh, for no other reason is massive because of this. when the playoff finality comes to it when when you're looking at these seven teams who are going to make the AFC playoffs, there are going to be several tiebreakers that come into contention if the Browns don't go at least four and four, including today. So now three and four in the next seven games. They now have the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh and that is massive. Mm-hmm. massive because if they lost this game, not only would they have been potentially tied with Pittsburgh, but that would have been a sweep against the Steelers and an AFC North division loss, which you couldn't have happened. Seven and three was crucial today, and the defense. And listen, I think Kenny Pickett's trash. Point blank, period. I think Kenny Pickett's trash. I think the Steelers' offense is trash. The fact they were six and three heading into today made zero sense. We talked about it on Friday. Mm-hmm. Zero sense. I don't think Pittsburgh's good, but you had a rookie quarterback making his first. Legitimate career start today. I'm not counting Baltimore as a real start. This was his first legitimate career start, and he wasn't perfect by any means. And I think there's probably more question marks than answers with DTR after seeing him play for 60 minutes. But the biggest question you had, Jim, we were on this exact same show last week after Deshaun Watson did something similar against Baltimore, and we said, "You pay a quarterback, or you trust in a quarterback, or you have belief that someone is quote unquote." Elite versus not elite. Whatever the conversation is. Nope. Can you make plays late in the fourth quarter when your team needs, some, n- needs something to happen? And frankly, it doesn't matter what you do in the first 55 minutes if what you do in the last five minutes yep. is golden. Eli Manning made an entire career out of that, G. Bush. He's going to be a Hall of Famer for doing exactly that. Kenny Pickett, to his credit, has seven game-winning drives in 23 career games now after today's loss. DTR, when it mattered most, stepped up and played well. And he showed me something that whether or not he's the long-term answer as the backup quarterback, whether or not he's their best option for the rest of 2023 as opposed to a Joe Flack or or, or P.J. Walker, I don't care. This is now the third Browns quarterback to lead a fourth-quarter game-winning drive this season, G. Think about that. We're in week 11, and they've had three different quarterbacks lead a game-winning drive. That's That's
3: absurd. That's crazy. Absurd you know you know what's so you know what's so crazy is it's like look man y'all can say what y'all want to man it's a lot of turncoach cats in here running around listen we seven and three man if y'all sitting here wanting to be right in the chat shut up sometimes just shut up and learn to, 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 to revel in what you're doing right now. Y'all get caught in the minutia. Too many times as fans, as media, we get to arguing and hating and talking about we just won a game on a last second field goal and people say, oh my God, she was wrong. They were 83 in 2020. It's 2023 right now. We 73. We just beat the Steelers and you talking about you want to be right. We don't care who's right. We don't care who's wrong. The Browns is 73. The, it's about the Browns. It's not about you, me, or somebody down the street. It's about the people that we we challenge people to go out there and be loud and strong and and, and do their part. In, 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 in as far as cheering, guess what? They did it. That was loud. The defense held when we had to hold, and now we're seven and three, and we right in the mix with everybody. We need to be in the mix with. So it's all about that that brown and orange. If you're trying to get some money off or you're trying to get some clicks or you want people to follow you, that ain't what it's about right now. We're about that 7-3 and three energy right now. We're yeah. moving and we're doing our thing. And shout out to Kevin Stefanski. Listen, the playbook it was a little restricted. But he played his hand all the way down the field, and I give him credit for for DTR having the ability to move our team down the field with accurate throws. Guys caught the rock, and we finished the Steelers off like we were supposed to. Seven and three suckers.
2: It, it's improbable. It's unfathomable. Gee, I, I we talked about it yesterday at your birthday, and we talked about it Friday. We talked about it pretty like. The Browns are a good football team, and the the six and three wasn't a fallacy because they had P.J. Walker, Deshaun Watson. They were 6-3 and with even Deshaun Watson having a great second half against Baltimore with Minnemoski quarterback play. Like, for the most part, you know, Deshaun had not come back to the full Deshaun we expected. I'm not saying he can't. Do not say – I'm just saying he hadn't been this year. You know, they're 7-3 and because they find ways to win. It's defense. It's special teams. Shout-out D-Hop. Shout-out Corey Bjorkes. Seriously, shout out B- Bjork has played an unbelievable football game today. Let me pull up the numbers real quick. But the final numbers for Bjorkes in, in today's game, and ESPN has now slid over. Give me one sec to pull it up. But Bjorkes pinning him down on that first defensive drive would really set the tone. Pins him at the nine yard line. Then you get the sack. Bjorkes had eight punts today, G Bush. He averaged 47 and a half yards. In comparison, his long was 65. In comparison, the Steelers punter, Presley Harvin had nine punts, a 39.4-yard average. Now, the Browns weren't able to convert some of Harvin's pure punts or poor punts, excuse me, into points. One was the interception. One was some mind-boggling Stefanski play calling that ended up being a punt. So it it didn't work out, but the Browns were consistently in a position to score based on field position. Pittsburgh was behind the chains, behind the line of scrimmage, Mm -hmm. behind the the down and distance where you want to start to sustain a drive against this Browns defense. And Bjorquez was awesome. D-Hop was awesome. Prochet had two nice returns late. It's the little things that have helped this Browns team win. And I'll say one more thing. They had drops galore today. Sure did. DTR's numbers will not look as good as DTR actually played. And I'm not even saying DTR played that great. But his numbers will not reflect how well he actually did play because of the fact – I think they had seven or eight drops. I think Lots of drops. Four by himself. Moore had one. Coop had one. The way – the I guess what I'm trying to say is the way this team consistently finds different avenues to win, different avenues to get an edge, and today was special teams. In other games, it's been the offense. In other games, it's been the defense. It all comes back to Stefanski and his ability to get these guys to play hard for him to believe, and I didn't think this was a great Stefanski game by any means, but kudos where kudos is due. This team didn't quit, and he believed in DTR at the end of the game to let it rip, to do what he had to do to win this game for the Browns, and he stepped up and he played his best when it mattered most. So kudos
3: to him. I want to throw a, a little shout-out to Ogbo uh, 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 Okoronko. Listen, mm-hmm. let me let me keep it real. This man, five, five tackles, four solos, one sack, four tackles for loss, one QB hit.
2: What? I, uh, you're, you're forgetting the biggest thing, G. He became a father on Saturday.
3: Crazy, right? Congratulations. He's doing it up, man. And, and right now I'm sitting here watching on TV, um, them, them interviewing a DTR. And I, I want people I to start to understand – I want, I, want, I want people to start to understand how difficult it is and how many times that we've been here uh, as Cleveland Browns fans when we had an opportunity to win football games and something happened on the last drive where we either threw an interception, we got a strip sack, where we can not move the penalties, different things. Mm-hmm. We have traditionally not been able to run the football, pass the football, or go ahead and put teams away. Mm-hmm. Just marvel at the fact that now you've seen that happen. With multiple quarterbacks. We saw with PJ Walker, we saw it with Deshaun Watson. We're now seeing it with DTR. This is this is footprints, and this is this is showing you that this team is different. So when you watch these games and you watch it, you're gonna have to start to readjust the way you think about the game of football. It's no longer let me watch the quarterback and see how many yards he could throw for and and, and go, you know, adjust my fantasy lineup. It's going to be, hey, on that third and three, what is the minutia in that? On on a second down, what are you doing? Are you in play action and field position game? Running. We didn't run the ball well today. And Mm -hmm. give credit to the Steelers. The Steelers were playing double quarter Eagles, which is three, two, three techniques. Uh, Hayward was back into this game, and he made a a big difference in that that run game. They played solid and stout up front. Give, Give the Steelers credit. But with that being said, second career start. A guy leads his team down the field, 80 yards, gets him in field goal position to win the game. Listen, hats off to him. Hats off to to, to DTR and hats off to, for Kevin Stefanski. He played. A, listen, this is at the end of Matrix when the, when architect architect turned to Oracle. He said, "You played a dangerous game."
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you
3: played a dangerous game. Right? I, I'm
2: trying to think about it. You like, there's actually not a whole lot, and, and we're gonna talk. Listen, we're not gonna cut this short. There's not a whole lot to talk about in today's game. Like, there were so many punts. You know what I mean? The the, the big storylines was, A, DTR in the first half did exactly what he was asked to do. For for 27 and a half minutes in the second half, it was ugly. Offensively at 34 yards, total offensively, ugly. In the last two minutes, DTR was awesome. The run game, eh, it it was okay today. It was just okay. You know, it wasn't
3: okay. nothing cute. Yeah. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't was okay. nothing cute. Uh,
2: they dropped a lot of passes. And defensively, the defense was awesome, except for the fact that Jalen Warren became the second coming of Jim Brown for a little bit. Yeah. He and was I mean, money he off. stiff-armed the absolute crap out of Rodney McLeod on a play that touchdown put, run. Put him in a blue has tent. To a, has to do a better job. But we'll do that all tomorrow. I, I, I want to talk about the things that actually mattered today. And here's what it is. You beat the Steelers. And I don't understand. I don't care. I don't I – don't, I can't stress this enough. There are certain teams, when you beat them, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how you beat them. It doesn't matter what the score is. It doesn't matter what the stats are. Doesn't It doesn't matter the fashion. When you beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I don't care if it was 3-0, if the final score was 2-0, a win over Pittsburgh this late in the season with this much at stake in terms of playoffs – Divisional standings, a quarterback who needed confidence moving forward. I don't think we can understate or overstate. Excuse me, how much a win like this does for the rest of the locker room, knowing that hey, it may not be pretty all the time, but when it mattered most, DTR what he had to do, and we could rally behind a guy like that because that's kind of what we saw with PJ Walker. Yeah, right. Like it is kind of, and you 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 can touch on this and you could talk about it even more. It's kind of what we talk about with PJ Walker where. For whatever reason, the guys in the locker room seem to love PJ and find ways to when it matters most make the big plays. And when you love your quarterback and you trust in him, e- even to a small extent, you seem to make plays in the biggest moments. And DTR, his his receivers made the plays when it mattered. Like, I, I'm kind of talking in circles, but the fact that they the fact that DTR showed he can do that, I think allows the defense and the other playmakers on offense to go, all right.
3: No, Deshaun, but we still got a chance. You, you know, listen, I, I, the, the, when I say you played a dangerous game, I think Kevin Stefanski came out here and said, I need time of possession. Yeah. Um, And he and he did a good job of it. You, 31-27 for the Browns uh, to time of possession, 28-33 for the Steelers. So you time it up and say, okay, even if I do got to turn the ball, get the ball back over to the Steelers, I have faith in the fact that my defense is going to go three and out. The defense does a great job of getting them the football back, and guess what? It, it turned out that you got the, the the last drive and the last laugh moving down the field. Also, let's talk about it. You know, he, in DTR had the one turnover, but that was a, a catch-worthy catch. Like, he, that should have been a, a catch that turned out to bounce off of Mari Cooper's hands into an interception. Without that throw, they don't have any turnovers. Also, look at the penalties. You had two tackles, one, one penalty for 10 yards. That's it. One for 10 yards. So you're looking at the things that we talked about all during the week that you're going to need to do in order to win this football game. Also, big one, third down conversions. You know, the Browns were 4 of 17, which is not good. But the Browns were – but excuse me, the Steelers were 3 of fourteen, three of 14 on third down, which is, you know, that's atrocious. And another another stat that we'll probably talk about during the week – 77 passing yards allowed. The Browns secondary, locked down, clamped down. Um, they did their thing on there. Uh, and then Miles Garrett, of course, yeah. two more sacks. I thought the first sack should have been a safety. Well, <laughs> I digress on that, but, it you was, know. For the
2: record, it was a safety, and Jason texted us, and he said Stefanski did throw the challenge flag. He was wow. just half half a second late. And and before we want to rip Stefanski, when we had Jay Gruden on G, we asked him, hey, who makes the call on throwing a challenge flag on something like that? And he says it comes from upstairs. Because they're looking at the angles. I can only see what I saw with my eyes. So, I'm not sure who in the Browns' structure is mm-hmm. the one signaling down to Stefanski to challenge or not. But Stefanski was half a second late on the challenge. But he did try to challenge. Gene territory came on today and uh, and said that should have been a safety. So, right. should have been two points to the Browns.
3: You know the Browns. Surprisingly, people are starting to say we was on. We was on uh, earlier this year, and we started talking about how the Browns get a lot of bad calls. I'm gonna ask y'all a question, man. Uh, in the chat, man, is it just me, or is the Browns getting calls now? Put a one up if you think so. And put a two up if you don't. It, I mean, these calls, these the Browns are getting mad. They're getting calls, bro. And yeah. and like I think it, it's it's one of those things. I I, I kind of always feel like it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Because we are winning some of these short games, it's almost like the Browns are being resilient enough to say, hey, listen, even if that don't go our way, we can still get our things. We we can still gonna get that dug.
2: Uh, a stat from Adam Schefter, G. This is the first time since 1969. 1969, that's both the Browns and the Detroit Lions have won seven of their first 10 games. 69.
3: In in the lions started. came back too. i they was down yeah. i was like oh, they're out of here they, they, they came this is- back
2: uh but to your point about the resiliency and i don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't come off as All right, let me let me just start with this stefanski wasn't perfect today uh, right and, and we'll talk about that in a 2nd we'll talk about the play calling g in a sec so i promise pinning that we'll talk play calling in one minute resiliency comes from your coaches and your leaders And without Deshaun, without Nick Chubb, I think offensively the leader of this team is Kevin Stefanski, just like I think Jim Schwartz is the vocal leader of the defense. Miles is a leader by how he plays, but you've heard Miles. He's not, and he's admitted this, he's not the guy who's rallying guys up with these pregame speeches. He's just more of a quiet guy by nature until he steps on the field Then he wants to pop your head off. Offensively, and the resiliency factor of this, I think it does come down from Stefanski, G. He is such a calm, cool, collected presence on the sideline, which we've kind of criticized before. Like, I kind of want my head coach to be a little bit of a nutcase from time to time. And I may have to rethink how I see that from the head coaching position because I do think there's something about the steady, calm, cool, collected composure of a Kevin mm-hmm. Stefanski that then reminis- uh not reminisces, osmosis spreads throughout the team. And then they're all like, all right, well, if Kevin's cool and calm and collected, I should be too. I don't have to panic. He's not panicked. I'm not gonna panic. And I I just don't know where else that's coming from on this offense, considering the lack of continuity between quarterback, running back, receivers, and offensive linemen who it's it should be Batonio, but I just don't think an offensive lineman could have that role as the cool, calm, collected leader of an offense. As good as Trent Williams is, mm-hmm. he's not the leader in San Francisco. Like no, no. I don't he's good as Joe Thomas was. Joe Thomas wasn't the leader of those Browns' offensive units just because it's such a weird position for an offensive lineman. Am I way off on that, G, or, or do you think kind of the ability to stay composed is a trickle-down effect from the head coach to the rest of that offensive unit? You
3: you, you know what it is, and I, I've been reading some of the comments, and, and this is factual. It's been so long since you, you were able to do some of the things we've been doing. Look at the teams we're beating now. I mean, we, we, we won last second against the 49ers. You played a great game that game. Turn around and you look at what you did and you put in your back pocket against the Ravens. You win that game in late fashion. Yep. So when you start to do that week after week after week, not only is it the top-notch players that believe that, but everybody on the roster has a trickle-down confidence level that if the game is close, we're going to make the plays, we're going to make the necessary catches or adjustments in order to win this football game. And I love the fact that it was a tailored two halves. The Browns were up 10 to nothing. You knew good and well the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to come out and do so, and they, they live on the big plays. Think about the first game. The big, long catch from Pickens really set them up and Warren, I'll tell you what, Warren, he can play. Uh, if, you, if you're listening, to, listen, Najee Harris is not the back. You need to be giving the ball to Warren. I mean, that guy, every time he touches the ball, he runs hard. You can't tackle him with one guy. You can't tackle him up high. He, he breaks up a big one, leaves everybody in the secondary. And so now it's a ball game. And I'll give credit um, to, to uh, Jim Schwartz. And he said, look, all right the browns are comfortable with playing with three three uh three point leads. It's tough. Yeah. some people some team defenses as front runner McNuggets. big nuggets. They, every defense can and be good back, if you're uh, up 14 14 17 points. 7 points is still a big thing. Yeah. But it's tough calling them same plays when you're only up 3 points and you know you got an offense with a rookie quarterback. Um but back to Sofanski just to give him his props. He's doing stuff against teams that we we we've lost against before. Like he, this is a back-to-back win in weeks, right? This is a back-to-back win against the Ravens on the road. Come back and beat the Steelers when you get the news that your quarterback is done for the year, playing with two backup tackles and backup running backs. And Nick Chubb is getting tributes on a, on a scoreboard like he <laughs> he getting tributes on us Think about that. He's yeah. doing – that is what he's doing in real time. And I, I got problems sometimes with Stefanski, but it's a lot of people out there need to go ahead. It ain't no – it is not no knock on you. A real man is able to say, hey, he, I was talking about him before, but now he's he's coaching his tail off. And right now, yeah. if, you're, if you're a detractor, Stefanski, I got to question what you're looking at. It, you know, it might not be perfect, but nothing's perfect.
2: No, and listen, Stefanski wasn't even perfect today. I, I thought the fact that he bottle-capped DTR for most of the game. He sure did. And made it very predictable offensively, or very predictable for Pittsburgh to defend what they wanted to do offensively. Yep. It, I, I get why he did it to start, but once it wasn't working, once Pittsburgh started sitting on those short routes and putting eight, nine guys in the box to shut down the run, we didn't see like a real, a real slant and go. We never saw a real double move.
3: I, you know, I don't even. I don't even think it was in the playbook.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like it
3: I, wasn't even, It wasn't. Yeah. I, th- I think they practiced that and was like, "No, we're not." Th- that's why I say he played a dangerous game. His his yeah. goal was to get it to the fourth quarter with one or two possessions left to go. Yeah.
2: Well, he, I think his goal was survive and advance. Yes. And, he, and they survo- survived and advanced, and it worked. But you know, I, I don't think he was perfect by any means. But once again, similar to how I said with DTR. I don't really care about the first 55 minutes if your last five minutes is phenomenal. And Stefanski in the last five minutes when it mattered most, dialed up his best play calls and he overcame, I don't want to keep harping on the drops, but like, I think they had eight drops today, which is absurd. A lot of drops.
3: I'll do the research. I
2: I bet they had more drops today than we've seen any one team have drops in a single game all season. So, you know, that that prohibits a lot of what you want to do too because how much faith do you have? And he actually went back to Njoko on the last drive. But Njoku had four drops prior to that. And I think that <laughs> right. that showed, that shows the confidence DTR and Stefanski have in these guys on the outside. We may look at it, G, and I stand by this. Like I still mm-hmm. wanted Dustin. I mean, I still wanted DeAndre Hopkins because I just didn't trust DPJ. And I was like, Elijah Moore could be good. He had a decent game today. Yeah, he, uh, he did some things. Yeah, he it's his back to back weeks. He had his first touchdown against Baltimore. I think he had 60 yards today and a big a big catch late today. But you know, I wanted guys who I just thought were a little more proven. And you know, you have some people in the, in the Browns camp that told you, hey, Deshaun loves these guys, so we're going to roll with them. Yeah, and, that's you know, what they said. You don't really like them from the outside. Sometimes the guys inside have that faith and confidence in them. And maybe that's more important than how we view it. Well, it definitely is more important than how we view it, but maybe that means a little more something um, that, than I gave it credence for prior. I do want to ask this, though, G. James Hudson and Dewan Jones were playing musical chairs at right tackle. I've never, I've never seen that before. Ranking. I was hoping you could maybe give me a little insight on the thought process behind doing that. And I'm guessing it's because DeWan wasn't comfortable run blocking. Maybe he had struggled to go forward with his injury as opposed to going back in pass protection. But, you know, that was a dead giveaway. I don't think they ran the ball once with, uh, with DeWan in the game. So you know Kevin must have felt some sort of way to give away the play call, run or pass. By that little shift. Can you explain to me? Can you give the people out there some insight if you understand
3: yeah. why he so, was doing that? So basically what you're doing is, you know, when on obvious pass downs, you got Dewan Jones in the game. So Dewan Jones has like a bad knee and a bad shoulder. Uh-huh. And the thing is, when you're trying to drive off the football, those things aggravate that. You got to punch with your hands. You're trying to, you know, get guys down. You got to drive with your legs. But here's the thing. He's such a physically gifted man. That what he can do is when he's past that, he don't even like he can he can lock out on you from 10 feet away. Yeah. So he could take and absorb that blow or a bull rush or anything like that. So he felt much better given like running with DeWan Jones. If you could see with the sack that TJ Watt gave or got. You know, it was a terrible kick slide. When when you look at uh, with with Hudson, he didn't punch him. He just backed right into the quarterback's lap, and it was a terrible arc. It was a terrible kick slide. It was a terrible pass set. So what they wanted to do was they wanted to make sure, hey, if they know what the play is, so be it. If it's obvious passing yards yardage, we need to go ahead and get somebody in there that could hold down that. And I thought for the most part it worked. I've never seen a, a tackle rotated like that, but. I think they must have thought that, you know what, we're good on the run game. We can use uh, Harris to kind of move around and, and block and chip and do some things, um, and we, we'll be okay over on the run side. But on the pass side, we got to do whatever it takes in, in, in order to not let Highsmith and uh, T.J. Watt just kill you and get strip sacks from back-to-back yeah. plays. You, you just can't do it. So I've never seen it, but it worked.
2: Hey, When you win – Everything looks like a smart move, and when it doesn't work, you can question it later. But today, it kept DTR up. I don't know how many – I think he took two sacks in the game. Uh, I know TJ had one late. DTR – no, it was the only time he got sacked all game was that TJ Watt sack. That was that. That that was it. So the offensive line, kudos to them. I know know the running game wasn't as overpowering as we'd seen it last week against Baltimore, but they were consistent running the ball. They scored 13 points. It wasn't like it was a flawless offensive performance. They definitely left – uh, some opportunities there on the table.
3: M- 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 McNuggets, really quick. It, 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 this is crazy. Shoot. We 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 challenge the fans. I want I want to give the fans credit. I want to give the fans so much credit because we, we challenged them and I challenged them on every platform. I say, listen, you guys make a difference. I've been watching the old dog pound just, just from making the noise, just from being loud, just every single play The Pittsburgh Steelers drop back on. It was like, you felt that extra pressure, man. We we have the makings in this city of one of the best home field advantages. We just need to come together and, and, and continue to cultivate it, man. Like it's a lot of cats. That that really like you know, there's a lot of jaded people uh, in, in our in our fan base because we wasn't winning for a long time. But new people coming in, or, or if you just watch it and it, you guys make a difference. That was a home field advantage today. Y'all made a big difference in why the Browns won. I congratulate y'all, and I want that to still continue to move throughout November and December as we listen, watch this, as we look, as we move towards. Hey, I'm hey, three and, G.
2: I'm three ready. Wait, wait. <laughs> I know. Let's, let's see wait, if you gonna say? one
3: two, two three, three. Playoffs. playoffs as we move to playoffs and an opportunity to have a home game yep. i ain't seen a home game playoff game and, and why i've been living i want one of those y'all continue to do that man continue to keep going out there supporting and by the way I done heard from some from, from players. They done reached out and said, listen, I love the fact that the the, the Browns is, the, the fans is behind us. We feel it. We feel it. We feel like this thing, guys, it's it's a groundswell. People is really getting behind us. And I'm telling you, they telling me and I'm telling you back, y'all doing a great job. Keep at it. Keep at it. Cause we we ready to roll seven and three, baby.
2: Let me second that real quick. I was in the muni lot this morning. And it was Without a doubt, the busiest I've seen the Muni lot, and I've been there every game except one this season. That's more than the home opener, G. Go. Definitely more than Arizona 2 weeks ago. It was night and day from a couple times ago. Um, it was electric. And like I said, I live downtown. I could hear the stadium if you guys watched the beginning of the post game. Like I could I could hear the stadium from my apartment. And usually if the windows are closed, I can't hear it. I can hear just a little rumbling. From the very first <laughs> play today. To the very last kick, my windows are closed because it's cold, and I can still hear the damn stadium. I know. I can hear it a little bit. I'm about a mile away. If you go back and maybe next post game show, if it's close, I'll open the win- I'll just put like three sweaters on and open the windows and put my laptop right next to it so y'all can hear it too. But the stadium was rocking. And you listen, you go to Zach Jackson's Twitter, you go to Brad Steinbrook's Twitter, you go to Hayden Grove's Twitter, and the guys who were there, Jason Texas said the same thing. He said it was the loudest, the loudest they can remember the stadium in a long, long time. And when you have a guy like DTR, it helps. And when you got a quarterback on the other side, like Kenny Pickett, who just is, is average at best to begin with. I think they burned two timeouts or maybe one, definitely one timeout. And maybe a, uh, they definitely have to delay a game. They definitely have one timeout. Maybe it was two. I'm, I'm maybe forgetting, but the crowd made a difference today. It made Huge. a difference. And gee, we both, we both play, you play football, I play basketball at, and on the collegiate level, you play D1, I play D3. Not exactly apples to apples, but you feed off the energy of the crowd. You do. And especially when you're in a lull. And as good as DTR was at the last two minutes, the beginning of the second half to that last two-minute stretch of the second half, offensively, the Browns were abysmal. And they needed a little spark. And I'm not saying it came from the crowd, but I'm saying it sure as hell doesn't hurt when you got 70 or sixty eight thousand fans and they're going batshit crazy for you. Yeah, like <laughs> helping you find but, the energy. Right. And the that extra the push, right? Hey, if I got if they got my back, why can't I do this? So shout out to the dog pound.
3: Shout out. Uh, to you're not
2: five and one at home this season with a <laughs> plus fifty-two point differential. Think about that. Five and one at home. With a plus fifty two point differential, and if you take out the first DTR start against Baltimore, which I'm not even really counting because that game was so weird on so many different levels, you're four, and, uh, you're five and zero with a plus seventy seven point differential. About
3: Man, Man. It, it, you know, right now, um, it, it's, it's only a matter of time before everybody else has to respect it. Right now, seven and three, you're at a point where, where you they can't look over you. They can't keep glossing over you and say it's a nice little story. You say, you know, oh, it's just the Browns. You know, Kevin's the you, you You're going to really have to start talking about them because here's the thing. That defense isn't going to go nowhere. It ain't, it's just not going to go anywhere. And if, you, if you're you a team out there and you're looking around, and you're looking around all of the, uh, you know, the climate of the NFL, one, one or, one, two, two teams that you don't want to see no parts of right now, is uh, you don't really want to see none of the Houston Texans. I'm just keeping it real with you. Houston Texans out here moving He's around. Long, the, the Lions are, are hot as fish grease, too. They find a way to win. Actually, it's almost a mirror match. The, the, the Lions remind me of the way the Browns played in 2020.
2: But real quick, the Lions and Browns this year are almost flipped. The Lions have found ways to win close games, but they usually just outscore people late. Yeah, and the yeah. Browns this year. It's been the defense that's been holding them in games, and they find just enough points to win. But those two teams combined now are 14-6, G. 14
3: hey, look, the the, the laughingstocks, um, you know, Lions, you know, the, I like the way they play, um, and, and they don't never they don't ever get I thought the Bears was going to win that game when they were, I think it was up 23-13, 20, 27-13, yeah. something like that, but they kept coming back. Uh, but for the Browns, you know, I, I want to come back to, to the point of DTR and um, his progression, um, hopefully, and I believe that he's going to, you know, build off that. Um, when you have a game-winning comeback, it's a really big, huge boost for you, and it gives you the confidence level to know, hey, i, I move my team down the field when they count it. That's the, That's what quarterbacks get paid for. The top-notch ones get paid for is those fourth-quarter comebacks and make it, getting your team in a position to win football games. I expect that the Browns now, with that confidence and that seeing that win – I believe Stefanski opens to play a book up a little bit more, uh, for him in his second game. He can't close it,
2: it anymore, G. <laughs> just, <laughs> he can't. He can't I, make it any smaller.
3: Hey, I, I think you know. It's you know things start with you know like a little p. Faith starts with a little, little, little mustard seed. And you like you grow it, and your experience level grows on it. And then you know it's something big. I watch people's body language. That's another thing too. To see all of his offensive lineman players coming down to him at the end of the game, tapping him on the shoulder, showing him love, say, "Hey, hey Rook, good job. Hey, we this is what we need from you." Now add to it. You ain't got to throw seventy-five deep balls. Add some post corners, add some deep uh, slant goes, add some double moves here or there, you know, add some of the RPO stuff so you keep guys from just packing in line of scrimmage. And I think they'll do that. Um, You know, they'll be on the road a little bit uh, coming up here. But, you know, the next game, we're going to be very interesting because, you know, some of them, uh, I think the Broncos are playing better. I think the Chargers always play well uh, in terms of, not the Chargers, but the, excuse me, the Rams. Um, Stafford is back. You got to deal with Cooper Cup and Nakua and some of those guys. They'll put some stress on you a little bit. But, you know, I'm very interesting to see these games coming up. And, and I know all Browns fans, I don't know if y'all feel this way. I've never thought I would say that this was going to be one of my most enjoyable seasons watching the Browns. This has been one of the most enjoyable seasons watching this team play and and I would have never thought that, given the fact that Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb are all, uh, gone for the season, um, yeah. and they they they've been rotating young guys and quarterbacks in there. It's one of the most enjoyable seasons I, I've watched for the Browns.
2: A hundred percent. Hey, real quick, I just want to ask everyone out there to do us hit the like button. Hit
3: that it's that like for It's totally bro.
2: free, and it helps us a lot. So if you're watching, we appreciate y'all tuning into the best post game show on YouTube for the Cleveland Browns. They just beat the Steelers, which is always a reason to celebrate. So. Hit that like button if you can. We appreciate it. Gee, I think part of the reason this team's been so fun to watch and so enjoyable this season is the resiliency and the and the underdog factor. Mm-hmm. We written them, we wrote them off with PJ Walker when, when Deshaun was out the first time. They somehow, against all odds as nine and a half point underdogs at home, beat San Francisco. And then we have that crazy roller coaster game versus Indy, which still makes negative sense in the in the grant. PJ Walker. And Gardner Minshew should never combine for almost 80 points in an NFL game. Like, that shouldn't happen, but it did. So, that's fun. You come back, you're double or not double digit, but you're a touchdown underdog against Baltimore. And Deshaun comes back and does what he did. Then you come back and you beat the Steelers. Like, we have, I don't want to say counted out the Browns because I don't think any of us have officially written them off by any means, even at any point in the season. We knew this defense was as good as it was. But when the overall thought of the level of this team is where it's been to come out and consistently, week in, week out, perform like they have. It's, they've only had one bad game, dude. They've played 10 now. Nine of the 10 games they've been in at least. The Baltimore game the first time around was ugly, 28-3, whatever. Other than that, there have been very few minutes of Browns football this season that hasn't been a tight situation. And I saw some of the chats at the cardiac kids. I don't know my Browns history well enough to know when the last time the Browns have had this many close games in such a shortened stretch of the season, but you go back first Pittsburgh game close as hell week five against San Francisco or week, week six bye, close as hell Indy close as hell Seattle close as hell Baltimore close as hell Pittsburgh again close as hell The only games that haven't been close, Cincy week one because we beat their ass, Tennessee week three because we beat their ass, Arizona week nine because we beat their ass, and Baltimore week four because they beat our ass. That six of the ten games be damn near the same, like damn near one-score games at the wire. You can't ask for more enjoyable football than that.
3: You you can't. Listen, you know, they've been in every single game and you never know what you're going to get from game to game which is crazy like you're just watching the game and 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 this is why I like it because the Cleveland Browns force you to watch football. Yeah. They don't allow you That's to skim over They they do not allow you to skim over like if you trying to if you trying to break down the the the, the uh the Browns and you skimming over it you can't get that off you can't, can't get that. What did your bull just
2: pop on there? Uh, I, yeah, I have a special guest. So I have a new segment on the post game show that we're going to do this week, and we may never do it again. We're going to let the chat decide if they want to see Bull again. We're calling this Five Minutes of Bull. We're going to let <laughs> Bull on for five minutes. Gene, you can see a little timer on the top, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I can see we're it. We're at
2: 54 minutes and 33 seconds. At the 55 minute mark, we're going to let Bull on for five minutes. I and mean, we're going to let the chat decide. And I'm going to shut up. To I ain't going to say on nothing. He I'm gets a- five minutes. Bull, I know you can hear us. I'm going to let you in at the 55 minute mark. Yeah, this, Five this minutes be to allow the chat. To get them riled up about the Steelers <laughs> and Browns, 1310 Slaughter Fest, where the Browns eventually came out victorious. And now it is time to welcome in the man, the myth, the legend. In five two, minutes, two, one, boom. What's up, guys? Let's Can you go, hear bowl. me? Shoot, fire, go. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yeah, all right. It's all
0: you. I want to spend time talking about my Cleveland Browns. How about that win? <laughs> 13 to 10, baby. And I'll tell you what, I cannot believe all the idiots on Twitter, including some members of the media who I won't call out, nobody on our show, who were complaining about the Browns being conservative. That's how they had to win today. I talked about it all week. I said it was going to be a low scoring game. All week, we said, just don't turn it over. Just don't turn it over. And the only turnover was a tip ball. You know, these things are going to happen. They played a conservative. It looked like it might cost them in the second half because the Steelers were collapsing everything in. I get it. They weren't moving the ball the second half. But in the end, that final drive, DTR made a couple of plays. Was he great? Of course he wasn't great, but he made some big plays when it mattered. On the three drives that they scored, he made a lot of big plays. I didn't expect him. To, to put up a million points in this game. I just didn't want him to make mistakes, and I don't really think he did. I thought he made a lot of smart decisions. I thought he wasn't helped by some bad drops. Elijah Moore had a drop early, and David Njoku, man, he's he been wore. so reliable. He had so many drops in this game, but in the end, man. It was a great team win. Besides, Jalen Warren was fantastic. That one run he had in the start third quarter was beautiful. I give him his credit. But the Browns' defense, outside of that play, pretty much shut down. They have 150 yards, I believe, besides that play. I mean, they made Kenny – we already know Kenny Pickett stinks. But the Browns made him even worse, look even worse. And what I thought was impressive was – you know the Steelers get that touchdown, you could feel a little bit of the momentum changing. Uh the crowd kind of was the crowd was phenomenal in the first half and then the crowd the Browns get the ball back, they get a penalty on that first play and and then they end up having a punt and the Steelers have good field position, but the Browns stopped them. They got another drive going in the fourth quarter. They stop them, hold them to a field goal, right? The Browns get the ball back again, still can't move it. And at one point, you're like, okay, the defense – you're like, is the defense going to collapse because the offense is not doing their part? But they did not. After the, the Steelers tied it, and then the Browns had to punt, I thought it was huge that the Browns got the ball right back after that, forcing the Steelers to punt, and then – at and, and forcing to punt twice, actually, when they couldn't move the ball. And then finally on that last drive, that first down play – I, I got to give Elijah Moore. He had the one drop early, but – The first play of that final drive, Elijah Moore getting down low to cradle that ball was huge. If he drops it there, I don't know. Because when that drive started, I don't know about you guys, when that drive started, I was like, I wasn't even thinking about a field goal, honestly. I was just like, run enough clock that we can get it to overtime and maybe flip the field position a little bit because I know the defense can get it done. Because the Browns had really terrible field position for much of the second half. But when he gets that first down to Moore at the 50, I'm like, Oh my! I'm like, holy shit! They're gonna win the game. Let's go! And and because I knew at that point, really, you only needed ten yards to give Dustin Hopkins a chance. I'm not saying he would have definitely made a 57 yard field goal, but I I knew ten yards, you had a chance. And I was like, okay, you got ahead of the sticks, you get that big play, and again, a uh, couple of minor picadillies on Stefanski. The first two not really his fault. I think he was poorly advised by whoever's watching the replay. They should have challenged because Miles Garrett had a freaking sack. He had a gosh darn sack. Forget it. He had a goddamn sack on that first play.
1: Yeah, All right. It. That was a
0: sack they should have challenged. It was a stupid challenge on the picket first down. The whole team was tackling the helmet. He had clearly gotten the first down. He was badly advised. I didn't like when he called that last time out. It forced him to race to clock the ball at the end. I thought they should have clocked it earlier. Uh, on that possession, on that uh, series, and then they would have had the one-timeout left. But minor piccadillies. Every coach is going to have a few plays you don't like. Overall, fantastic game by Stefanski, fantastic game by the defense. Miles Garrett outplayed T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt got his one sack in. I thought he got lucky that, that DTR happened to move up to where he was. But I thought, for the most part, the offensive line did a pretty good job, at least protecting DTR. They couldn't run the ball at all, but... Defense, phenomenal. Jim Schwartz, phenomenal. J-O-K, great job. Grant Delpit, great job. Sione Takitaki, when Anthony Walker goes down, he did a great job. Uh, a couple. I love the hurdle by Kareem Hunt. Jer- Jerome Ford didn't have a good game, but he had a tough run for the touchdown. It was beautiful, and it was a great Browns victory. Thank you, Bo. We'll see you tomorrow. See you guys.
2: And that was the first ever iteration of five minutes with Bull. If you guys like that. I
0: like
3: that. Drop
2: a one in the chat if you hated it. I like you that. Any number but one. But Bull was awesome. I, th- I, I think like that, that. may have to be a, a, a regular segment here. I like that a up. lot. Gee, he said one thing. I want to call it out before I read some super chats here. But after Pittsburgh got the the field goal to make it 10-10, I believe. I'll go back and double check. I believe it was 10-10. Stefanski went for it on fourth down in in his own in their in their own territory. And they put Bryant under center and toss it to Kareem Hunt to pick up the first down. And no, actually, you know, maybe that was after the touchdown.
1: Yeah, but yeah. Like, you
2: can feel all the momentum starting to swing towards Pittsburgh, like all of it. And to come out, put your nuts on the table like that, and call a play that you know damn well. If it didn't work, we would have crucified Kevin Stefanski. I liked it. And ripped it. I like the play call too, but you know how I like the
3: whole package like because he runs different things off yeah. of it. You got the fake – I'm about to Harrison, Brian, I'm going to run under here, grab this. And, and then he was like, you got the fake one. Then you got the push. I've seen him throw toss off that. Now, here's the thing. If he throws the football, it's one of the greatest packages of all time. But I like the move because I think Stefanski saw one thing. He saw the fact that, listen, the momentum is swinging. We need something. If not just to have our defense off the field for a couple plays, we need a little something extra on that. I like that little play, and he, he's he's starting to be better at. Once again, he's starting to finish He's starting to be better at understanding what the time and what calls for it. Not necessarily does it say on the play sheet, on the Denny sheet, or 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 is this something you're going by computer, or your pure analytics? He's starting to understand. Like, okay, I understand the game. I understand the temperament. I understand what time type of time we on. And so he's he's making those players better.
2: He, I'm I'm trying I've been trying to think, and I'm gonna spend all night thinking about a comparison for Kevin Stefanski to something else, because I'm not sure exactly what Kevin Stefanski in the real world looks like, where he's been started out hot, coach of the year, playoffs, down a little bit, it reached a potential breaking point earlier this year. G. Yeah. And, Slowly started to come back and the public's coming around on it. I'm trying to think with uh trying to think of a, a real life comp to that and I'll, I'll do a better job by tomorrow. But overall, G, and we'll read some super chats in one sec. Through 10 games, the Browns are seven and three. They've won with three different quarterbacks. They've won with a collection of pass catchers who have been up and down for the most part outside of Amari Cooper. They beat the Steelers today, who have pretty damn good defense, despite a record number of drops and a rookie quarterback. This defense has been as good as any in the league. And when they've been called upon to come up biggest outside of that last Seattle drive, they've essentially done it. And they found a way to weigh they found a way to win games that's not copy and paste week to week. And I think that's the sign of a good football team. Is this team good enough to win the Super Bowl? I don't know yet. I gotta see more from DTR before I can make that distinction. Yes or no. But a good football team finds different ways to win games depending on how and what situation is in front of them. And when they've had to come up and get stops, they have. When they've had to outscore teams like Indy, guess what? They have. When they've had to make it ugly as shit and still find ways to win against San Francisco with a backup quarterback, they have. And this is not a coincidence is my my big picture thing here. Good football teams find ways to win games. how many times have the Browns lost games like this in the past?
3: Oh, it's we, we, we
2: 90%, right? Ninety percent all, all the time. All the time, man. And that is the difference in this collection of players on the Browns versus what they've been in the past. It is the – I don't want to say perfect. It's the right coming together of players at the right time in their careers. Because you got to remember, you have a player, he might be too early or too late in his career to give you what you need for that particular team that particular year. It's the right players – it's the right situation. It's the right coaches. And Jim Schwartz coming in to re-energize and revitalize a lot of these guys on defense has brought a whole nother energy to this offense, knowing we don't have to be the 2000 or 99 Rams, the greatest show on turf. Right. you got to be competent. And when you know the bar is just here and not there, you can do so much more things on offense to allow you to win games. All three facets are working together, G., And at the end of the day, my my, my big picture takeaway from this game today, we're going to read Super Chats in one sec after you go, but my big picture takeaway is this Browns team has found ways to win football games, and bad teams do not do that. Good teams find ways to win, and even though it sounds as cliche and basic as it possibly can sound, bad football teams find ways to lose games just like today. And this Browns team, even with DTR, P.J. Walker, or Deshaun Watson, it doesn't matter. You put Joe Flacco back there at quarterback. I believe that when it comes down to nut crunching time, this Browns team has the makeup to, to pull it out.
3: Hey, listen, you know, I look, Kevin Stefanski don't look as cool as Mike Tomlin in his aviator glasses with his gold chain. he got more chains on than I do. <laughs> um, but look, man, uh, usually Tomlin can swag his way in and out of these wins. Hasn't been able to do it. Uh, And he didn't do it this game. And Kevin Stefanski uh, didn't look cool cool as John Harbaugh and intimidating as the Ravens. But he was able to go out there and go get a win in the last second right when when they were playing, too. And so my, my thing is, right now, the Cleveland Browns are playing like one of the best teams in the league. And it doesn't have to be they have the best players or they got the best quarterback or they got the best coach. Collectively, they are doing what they need to do to win football games. And that's the name of the game. You might not be able to, you know, come in and write the best journal or write the best article. Or you might not have sexy wins with people getting all kind of points and touches and all kind of stuff like that. But one of the things that the Cleveland Browns have bought into is, look, you're going to play us. We're going to play hard. We're going to play solid defense. We're going to come in here with the run game. We're going to get it done. We're going we're gonna to make our field goals. We're going to make sure we're going to try to pin you down with our, with our special teams. And that's what it's about, man. It's never been about. The game of football ain't about the quarterback throwing for 5,000 yards every year. The Cleveland Browns are starting to show people now that there's more to the game of football than just flag football and guys catching footballs and running around in underwear. The Browns are showing you that if you get guys and they start to believe you got a defense and a run game that you consistently will put it on and consistently be, be aggressive and make sure people feel you physically, sky's the limit. All we looking to do, like we said last week, we ain't looking to win the Super Bowl today. We're just looking to win this next game. That's Over it.
2: Time. Uh, let's read some Super Chats. Reminder, the first Super Chats come in when the game's still going on. And I say that because this first Super Chat, is from Charles T that says fire Stefanski. So I assume that was before the end of the game. Uh Charles if you're here and Ben look up Charles T drops another comment. Doesn't have to be a super chat. I'm curious if Charles T still feels like they should fire <laughs> Stefanski. Right. The birthday boy Earl of Pearl who is enjoying his birthday right now. That's why he's not in the post game show. Happy birthday Earl. Said we're what up, smoking Earl? on the Steeler's pack tonight, baby.
3: Yeah yeah we are. We're smoking on that gold pack.
2: Uh, Charles Tstead fire Stefanski, hire Stefanski, F the Steelers, let's go Browns. Right, so maybe in <laughs> so the two minutes between the first two of that and the next, two of that, he came back around. P. Rostein216 said, black and yellow, what DTR in the Browns defense sent them back in, back home black and blue because they got beat up today. Set apart Laz said, so many drop passes, but we're victorious Yeah, the drop passes were an issue, G, and that's just a a couple extra hours on the jugs machine this week.
3: Yeah, we're going to need you after practice working on that.
2: Yeah, Armac Dog said, man, forget the Steelers. They ain't got nothing for the Browns. We kicked their ass, and our defense protected our house. I believe that DTR can lead this team on a playoff run. Set Apart Laz also said, a win is a win. We'll take it, 7-3. and Charles T. said, it's crazy this coach has three quarterbacks with fourth-quarter comeback wins. Dr. James H. Kithhart, uh, Kithcart says, Brown 7-3, and three, DTR better than P.J. Walker, but catch the damn ball. And I feel like that's a uh, pretty good summarization. Summary. Summarization, is that a word? Yeah. Summarization, I, yeah, it felt right. It was, yeah, yeah. Of uh, what a lot of fans saw today. Ronaldo Archer said, Stefanski called a perfect game for his rookie quarterback. Only threw it when he had to. He trusted the rookie on the last drive, and he came through four for four. They threw the ball forty three times. I don't know if I'd say he only threw when he needed to throw, but I, I, I think I think Smith did a good job today. Like I did too. Perfect, like, I thought he did pretty good. I, I mean, look,
3: th- listen, he look, he was not gonna. We what did we say the first time that he we they played DTR? We said they threw him out to the wolves and they had him throwing the ball forty times against the Ravens in five wide. He yeah. wasn't gonna do that. He said, Listen, I'm at home. I'm gonna play. We the game close to the vest. This was typical. He 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 talked to Jim Trestle. This was Trestle Ball 2.0 for the Cleveland Browns today. And all the Buckeye fans know what that, that playbook looked like.
2: Yeah, I think actually we have a Trestle super chat coming up in one sec. So we're gonna get to that. Ryan Oftenberg says, DTR got it done. Plain and simple. Go brownies, seven and three. Ray Smith said. Lemonade Cool Week All Week, Kool-Aid Mafia. G. remind me tomorrow we make the Kool-Aid to pour yeah. some lemonade flavor. Got to have
3: had that lemonade ready to go.
2: Lawrence Goggins said they know how to win multiple ways, hashtag dog pound. Evan419 says, Mikey, my mom thinks you're cute. Go Browns.
3: <laughs> What's up? I never thought you would get that money off.
2: What's up? Uh, <laughs> Big Chuck and Lil John says, 7-3, main Time to fire up that Steelers green thing. Anthony, uh, this is from Chris B. Excuse me, Chris B. says DTR seemed to like the up-tempo, stressful drives. Last drive a half, last drive a game. I just thought of this, G. Real quick, I, I'm pissed at myself for not thinking this before. DTR has the most career starts of any foot quarterback in college football history. Right. He played the fifth year. He had the extra the COVID year. Oh. I have to go back and look to see how many close games. UCLA was in because college football, there's a lot most of the times there's not a ton of uh, you know, close games, but I wonder if the extra experience in college was what made him so comfortable in this situation here today.
3: Yeah. He had I think
2: fifty-seven yeah. starts in college.
3: And, and you gotta think about it. He comes from um, I think he went to Bishop, Bishop Gorman. He did. Um, so they play they play top notch competitions yeah. throughout the country. So they're playing, you know, top ten high schools, prep schools yeah. with, with with you know, monsters going D one everywhere. Yeah. Played for Chip Kelly. He's used to playing He's from from Jump Street. And he played out in the pack, you know, pack twelve and um and He's out there with, you know, USC, Oregon's, Washington's, to be truthful. I mean, the Pac 12 is, is been, the best, you know, league in the game right now besides the SEC. But I just think, I think he definitely plays a role in it. When you play so many games, you're used to being out there in pressure pack situations. None of the situations are new to you. You understand it. And I think that's why they went with DTR mm-hmm. because. It's, it's kind of like when you, when, you know, kids rapidly develop, right? You know, when you get older, you can't te- teach an old dog new tricks. You you get slower. You don't, you don't do it as quick as you used to. And you're not as moldable as you used to be in terms of learning, learning new things. So if you see PJ Walker, you know what you're going to get in PJ Walker. But the, the, the experiment is, what if we throw DTR in the mixer, in the pressure? And what if he gets better? What if now he, 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 we, we, we put the training wheels on him now? Wait a week, yeah. open the playbook up a little more. And if the Browns are able to get those wins, what happens is he gets that confidence that I can make certain throws, that I can do certain things. And I think that that gives the Browns and, and, and the veterans an opportunity to say, hey, man, this kid might have something. So I think they went with the upside with DTR because of the games that he played so much in UCLA. It's not going to overwhelm him. They're just trying to make sure that he doesn't turn the football over.
2: I saw, Gene, I, I should probably double check before I say this, but I'm not. I saw that he wasn't even a quarterback at Bishop Gorman until his senior season. He was a receiver his freshman, junior, and sophomore, uh, freshman, sophomore, junior years. Did you see that? Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Man. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I didn't know that at all. Like, go, bro, I, I was, he was a receiver. That's crazy. That's crazy. And maybe that's why he's such a good blocker, because he's the best blocking quarterback in the NFL in the top twelve. He had a great block today.
3: Listen, DCR. Yeah. If you start lighting it up, and the Browns is on one street, please don't block for nobody. <laughs> please don't block for nobody. Please.
2: And it was it was please, please, on the reverse. Please. That's his college, that's his high school teammate. I know. Too, so please, know. He, he was too hype. Like,
3: my boy. Yeah. That's my boy. Somebody said I look like a ninja turtle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one is from Big that's Chuck and Little funny. John. He said, y'all need to put Coach Tomlin in the blender. Stefanski handled business with what he had. Let's go. Um, SG said, DTR showed up. Stefanski needs to let the ball rip. Michael Horsar says, the hounds of hell defense is stifling. The hounds of hell defense. I haven't heard that one
3: before. So, I, yeah, I, listen, people is moving. Like, people are starting to try to get back into this nickname, man. Remember, they was, they, it was hot on the nickname trail for about three what? weeks.
2: I know Evan four hundred nine put the super chat in, it, but he was all in on Pound Town.
3: He, that, but that was like that. Sound like a
2: yeah. That
3: sound like a. And I like
2: I like Evan. Like Evan's my dude, but that Pound sound like an X-rated short. DVD. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pound Town, you can't say that. <laughs>
2: Uh, james cosby. <laughs> i'm calling i'm calling a 30 i'm calling a 30 uh, <laughs> uh, james cosby said cleveland browns are seven and three just wanted to celebrate that carry on fellas set apart last says do y'all think we get to the playoffs like this hell yeah absolutely 100 percent. you guys go three and four the last seven games to get to 10 and 7 and i think 10 and 7 gets you in the playoffs so yeah, three and four, absolutely. I think yeah. after winning today,
3: yeah. Why? Why the can't
2: odds were at like seventy three percent? I know that changes on a week to week basis. I would be more shocked if the Browns did not make the playoffs by a significantly larger margin than I would be if they missed the playoffs at this point. Right. All right, All right listen. Nick, they're
3: going to make the playoffs. We. I need next to stop one. saying that.
2: Uh, Buckeye Brown said, "Don't stop believing. Go believe land. Go Browns." <laughs> Uh, I couldn't sing the next line or we get sued for copyright infringement. So, um, there you go. Uh, John Watts, new member. Let's go Browns. Oh, new member. Thank I appreciate John Watts as a new member. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go Browns. Let's go win the division.
3: Yes, Sweet sir.
2: Leo said D hop is that dude. Oh, I like this. You ready? Right. The big leg Bowski.
3: That's all right. That's all right. I, I, I like ones that it's a little wordy. Yet, you know what
2: I'm saying? Ones I haven't heard yet.
3: Yeah, I, I haven't heard that. It's a little wordy, but I, you know, I wouldn't be upset with that.
2: Next one comes from Dom Jones. Did Kevin forget that Jerome Ford existed after the first quarter? you I did think it was kind of weird that Ford had all three of those goal line carries back to back to back. Yeah. After Hunt had been so successful in those situations earlier. Yeah. And then uh, he got. I mean, he was in the game. He dropped two passes. Like he had his chances, but he definitely didn't get the same workload he had after the first quarter.
3: It wasn't it, it wasn't them type it wasn't a, it wasn't a Jerome Ford type game. Like you you know what yeah. you was trying to do is you trying to run the ball up north north and south, get what you can and get about it out of there. I thought he had a nice couple runs earlier in the game but um give once again give your Pittsburgh credit. You know it's very difficult to be able to run on three te- like they had two three techniques in the game and a nose so that means, you know, up front, they're covering up the center and the two guards, which is the power plant for what the Cleveland Browns want to do running the football. And Hayward just, you know, he makes a difference. And Hayward, he's just, he's a monster up there. He's just as disruptive as Highsmith and TJ Watt, and even more so in the run game. Um, Having him back really showed paid dividends because the Browns really couldn't run the football. Yeah. Uh, they just did a good job of getting off blocks, but you know we tell people all the time it's not about how many yards you get and it's not about how many you know total yards or whatever the case may be in certain games you're gonna have to continue to run the football in order to either keep your quarterback clean or to stick to a game plan and they obviously had a game plan to work this game to the fourth quarter and let the chips fall where they may
2: uh next up Unit says Pickett was a disaster back to the drawing board for pittsburgh ronaldo archer says Browns playing trestle ball control the clock field position special teams pound the rock throw only when they have to trestle ball won a national championship Josh Dobbs who professor chaos says how much does Tana, Tannehill cost I wish he was on the Browns <laughs> right now uh Hill's expensive as hell so he's not coming I, I, as much as he might be an upgrade uh he's gonna cost at least 27 uh 27 million this year so whatever half of that is they ain't paying that to a no backup Matthew Copa says ugly win but I'll take it a win's a win Fitness with Kelly. Michelle says, fellas, what a way to cap off the B-Day yeah. win. The energy was insane in the dog pound. Coach wasn't the best, but DTR did what he needed to do. Do it for 24. And Donovan, Ray Smith, gifted five memberships. And Appreciate KR Thunder, you. gifted five. Shout out to you two for being A1 homies. Daryl says, "Cool Mafia in the building, great win. Always. John Roscoe's also gifted five memberships. Shout out to Joe Roscoe's for doing that. Uh, Sleepy Leo says, the K-9 unit, that's my submission. For a nickname and last one, simple says, Don't look now, but y'all talking division. We only a game back in the one seed. Don't let Kansas City lose tomorrow. What's crazy, G? If KC loses, I believe Baltimore becomes the one seed. But because that one seed is still in the division, the highest the Browns would go is the four. So a lot of movement, playoff seeding. So get get
3: ready for it, McNuggets. You do a lot. You do a tremendous job with the stats. As we keep winning, Get ready, cause I'm excited. We don't we don't have this often. But we talk we talk about seeding. If if this happens, carry to yeah. 0.5 of a win, but it's the division that counts first. Before Don, I like that kind of stuff would be in the mix.
1: yesterday
3: yeah. the
2: the it is a thirteen to ten victory for the Cleveland Browns. They are seven and three on the season now. They are th- in the thick of the playoff hunt. The the analytics say there's an over seventy percent chance at this point the Browns make the playoffs. I think that's too low, way too low. And they have a game next week against the Broncos that is definitely winnable. They could be up to eight and three this time next week, or actually by seven o'clock next. It's a late game next week. But G Bush, we got to sign off. I'm going up to the Cavs game. If you're at the Cavs game tonight, come look for me in the crowd. I'll be there saying what's up to the good people. Um, I'm, gonna no of, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna slide off. I'm gonna slide to win. the
3: barber chair. Hang out over there a little bit after hours, and then I'm going to check out the Cavs, man.
2: And uh, check out Bull's podcast. We appreciate Bull for hopping on his podcast on the Browns victory and other victory recaps for Sundays. Come out a little later, about 7 o'clock, yes, sir. give or take. So check out Bull. Check out the barbershop. Happy birthday, Earl. G. happy birthday. Thank you for having us over yesterday. Your wife, I have not eaten since yesterday. I ate so much food. I have leftovers for dinner. But <laughs> she did Earl, a phenomenal Roy, job. Dear, thank you
3: phenomenal job. She cooked her tail yeah, off for a whole it. week. Um, and so she was awesome, man. So shout out to her. Happy birthday yeah, to her.
2: Happy birthday to y'all. Happy birthday to Rosie. We appreciate the 3,587 people that tuned into the show tonight. You guys are the best. Go Cavs. Go guards. Go Buckeyes. Go Brownies. Kool-Aid Mafia, we here. Peace.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, season.